Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. Remember when you took that science class, that physics class, and the instructor started talking about momentum? <laughs> like me, I think many of you said, okay, I'll learn this to pass the class, but I won't have to use it in my everyday life. Y'all remember that? Well, learning about momentum has turned out to be very important in achieving the transformation that I desired in my life. I've discovered that without keeping the momentum, as I move toward my goals, I may never have reached them. Today, we're talking about keeping the momentum and staying on course to reach your goals. In school, I didn't see the connection between momentum and success, but now I can clearly see how they have a relationship that can make or break your future. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Wesleya Eccles and Willa Williams, co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. We are a community of wealth partners who are Christian professional women that lift up the double protection of wisdom and wealth. We believe wisdom is better when it's paired with money, especially if you get both while you're still living. Every week, we have conversations guided by this principle from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 11 through 12 to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. So we invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with your family and your friends. We're so happy to be your wealth partner as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally you know what i cannot <laughs> believe uh, willa is talking about physics now girl, she knows she knows that that is the class that helped me realize that engineering was definitely not my <laughs> ministry <laughs> it's so the science is biology too i tell you well that's her thing that, that that's her background is in sciences <laughs> environmental sciences and all i mean that is her thing but i promise you i took physics and calculus <laughs> honors physics and calculus uh -huh. and uh, no that was not my ministry and i became an accountant but anyway <laughs> but i do remember momentum and i do remember that momentum can be defined as simply mass and motion yes so if an object is moving then it has momentum but the amount of momentum that an object has is dependent upon two variables how much it is moving and how fast it is moving yes and momentum has both direction and magnitude so for example the momentum of compound interest in your savings and investing account while conversely the effective interest on your credit card balance when you don't pay <laughs> it in full oh. by the end of the credit card cycle so okay. momentum can work for you momentum can work against you mm -hmm. 
But if you were to apply this principle to the effort and actions you are taking to reach your financial goals, do you have momentum? Mm, good question. I see sometimes our financial goals seem so large and daunting or the timeline seems so far away that we lose sight of it. So it is important for you to keep your momentum. Yeah. So what are you doing to do that? You know, I see stories like King Richard. I know you all have seen King Richard. You've probably seen Black Mamba, the story about Kobe Bryant. We all know Oprah's story. Everyone is recently reading Viola Davis's book. Like all of these stories of people who stay committed on their journey yeah. through resistance, through distraction and obstacles. And you sit back and you, and you observe or you listen or you watch and you say, what kept them going? Like, how did they maintain that momentum to stay the course? Yeah. Now, what I see in activation when I observe these stories is what Dave Ramsey calls unstoppable momentum. And his definition is focused intensity over time multiplied by God. Yeah. Now, <laughs> some people are all in their feelings about Dave Ramsey. To the good, to the bad, whatever. Feel free. Chew the meat, spit out the bones, all right? About Dave Ramsey and his baby steps. I'm not here to debate about any of that. But what I do know is that what he describes as his momentum theorem is an excellent way for us to define unstoppable momentum, focused intensity over time, multiplied by God, which also leads us to our faith focus. <laughs> you are so right. And the part that Dave Ramsey is saying that is the most important is the multiplied by God. Mm -hmm. When I think about momentum, it really makes me think about Nehemiah. And if you remember in the book of Nehemiah, specifically the fourth chapter where he was getting opposition to rebuilding the temple, that's what he really wanted to do. He had gone to the king in first and to the third chapters to get permission and resources to go and rebuild the walls mm -hmm. of the temple. Well, he started doing that. The king gave him favor. He was able to go over and begin to build that. But he prayed first. He yes. prayed and said, hear us, God. <laughs> hear us. Because he knew that there were so many against him and that they were despised. And there were so many who wanted to come against him and didn't want him to do that. But they Resistance. kept working. Yes. So they rebuilt the wall about halfway through. The people work with all their hearts, just like we do sometimes. As we have, we make a decision, we have a goal, we're going to do this. And we get halfway there and we're like, okay, how long is this going to take? <laughs> oh. But we have to refocus and go back to the, come on, Father, I need you. And he's always there. But we continue to pray. And just like Nehemiah did, he prayed and he, he saw that the Lord was continuing to provide him the things that he needed. But it wasn't just Nehemiah. It was those around him. The word says, the strength of the laborers is giving out. And there's so much rubble that we cannot rebuild this wall. Sometimes while we're in the midst 
of transforming our finances, we feel like, you know what, Lord, I, I, I can't see this. I, I, I know what my coach is saying. I know what I felt earlier. But Father, I, no, just just continue to pray and ask God to give you strength and don't slow up. Don't slow up. Verse 19 of chapter four of Nehemiah, it goes on to say that the work is intensive, extensive and spread out. And wherever they cried out and said, whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, just join us. Our God will fight for us. Whenever you hear that still small voice in your heart that says, keep going, I'm here keep going. It doesn't matter how big the accomplishment is that you see, just keep going because he's here. They all continued to work. They had a sword and spear in one hand and they had their working tools in the other hand and they worked and made it happen. That's what we have to do. Yes. We have to tell distractors, get away get away because I got a job to do and I'm moving forward toward my job. And it was just so interesting how Nehemiah made a decision to stay on task. He made a decision to stay on task. And when he did that, when his momentum began to slow, he went to the Lord and asked the Lord to show him, strengthen him, renew him, so he could continue and refocus on his goal. And you know what? When I focus completely on my work at hand, I find that I build momentum that allows me to complete my task easier, quicker, and better. But I have to remind myself that my work is unto the Lord mm -hmm. and that the resources he has provided are unquestionable. They're gonna work. And when I stay on that task and follow his lead, I am always more productive. Staying on task is crucial to keeping yeah. your momentum. And staying on task helps you avoid the negative effects of financial inertia. Mm. So here we go with another physics term because Willis started this <laughs> thing with physics. He just quickened some knowledge true I guess. scientist that's inside of you no just some previous <laughs> knowledge that i had <laughs> the terms inertia and momentum can be both used to describe how difficult it is to change the state of motion of an object mm -hmm. and so basically the rule of inertia is the tendency to do nothing or remain unchanged or to keep the status quo mm -hmm. so check this out if life is lifing and you're too busy with life and you're neglecting your finances, that is a negative effect of financial inertia. Yeah. Or maybe intentionally having your head in the sand because ignoring your finances seems easier than managing your money and dealing with what you have to deal with, the spending behaviors, the, the, the habits that you might have to change or continue to change in order for mm -hmm. you to reach your goals. A negative effect of financial inertia also is spending mindlessly without tracking your finances. If you're just spending money, you earned it, you know you can afford it, and you're spending without looking at how it's gonna impact your end goal, you can lose momentum. Yeah. 
Also, being content with the first few steps on your financial journey and then not continuing to take any more action, which is exactly <laughs> what Willa mentioned in the story of Nehemiah when they got halfway finished and said, mm -hmm. okay, what else do I have to do? Mm -hmm. We can get into that same place. Okay, I've evaluated my money mindset. I've changed it. I know where I want to go. I've envisioned, I've defined wealth for myself and I've envisioned my future. And now I'm, I started to do my automatic savings so I can build up my emergency fund. And then that's where you stop. Mm -hmm. You're not paying yep. any attention to your 401k. You're possibly not even looking at how you can increase your income. Negative of financial inertia. That's where you have something within your financial journey that has remained the status quo and it's affecting you negatively as it relates to keeping your course. Now, embrace the positive effects of financial inertia, which is like the buy and hold strategy for your long-term investments. Mm -hmm. Avoiding lifestyle creep. So when you're mindful of your spending, you avoid lifestyle creep. Which is basically every time you get an increase in your income, your spending also increases with that level of increase in your income. So avoiding a lifestyle creep and using that difference to then continue to either build up your finances or to reduce your debt or to set up your business. Yes, there are so many things that can cause that. And when you mention those, it just makes me believe that those are all distractions. And what we have to do is to prevent distractions. It's not an easy thing because life happens. Mm -hmm. But what I try to do is to stay on task by challenging whatever it is that's before me that is going to try to distract me. I set boundaries for others to follow and I make sure that I follow those boundaries. I don't set them and then just go away and say, okay, well, no, never mind, not this time. No, I set boundaries for others to follow. So I have the time I need. I set my phone to voicemail or do not disturb. I shut down the notifications or I just turn the thing off. Cause there are some times when I need to sit with God or I need to sit here and go over my financial plan to make sure that what I need is being taken care of. When those little simple little things come into your life, sometimes it becomes distracting. So turn it off. I also avoid looking at emails until my work is done. It away. One of the things that <laughs> my partner does, and she tickles me when she, she talks about it. At 11 o'clock, mm, I ain't answer no more email. Absolutely not. No, turn, just turn it off. I, it, it, it's going to be the same in the morning. This phone is shut down from 11 p.m. <laughs> to 7 a.m. every day. See? <laughs> These simple steps can keep you from stopping and starting again and again. And those are the interruptions that cause you to slow your momentum. They cause you to slow your momentum. So prevent those distractions. Prevent I, them. I think yeah. another way when you were talking about preventing distractions, mm -hmm. sometimes we look at the things that's happening in our life as a distraction. But the question that I have is, how can you arrange your life so that yeah. you can stay the course to reach your financial goals? Like, how is your life aligned to support you in reaching mm -hmm. your goals? 
So there are things that you did so that you could continue to reach your career goals, right? You got a, a graduate degree or you um, got a certification. You've carved out time to study. You've carved out time to align your life basically around reaching mm -hmm. that particular career goal. How are you aligning your life to support your financial goals? If financial independence is your financial goal, meaning that by a certain age, not by the, the stated retirement age, yeah. you want to retire prior to that and have enough money to continue to live off those monies and the income that it's generating, how are you aligning your life in order to meet those goals? Mm -hmm. What changes are you willing to make in order to do that? Because when we align our life to reach our financial goals, then we also prevent the distractions. So how are you aligning your life to save more? How are you aligning your life to eliminate debt? How are you aligning your life to avoid lifestyle creep? So there are different things that we can do in our lives in order to do that. When Willis said, I avoid looking at emails until my work is done. Well, if you don't want lifestyle creep and you want to save more and spend less, I say unsubscribe from all of your favorite <laughs> retailers. That's right. Because... I personally am triggered by sales. If my favorite retailer, favorite brand, if I get an email that says it's 60% <laughs> off, it mm. is going to trigger an, an impulse in me to honestly go and buy it. <sighs> if you know that's you and you know if buying that in this season is not for you, then you have to align your life to support your goals. So I will unsubscribe to those emails. Yep. I know somebody who literally takes their all their social media apps off their phone to make it more difficult for social media to be a distraction. So there are some things that we can do to align our life to support our goals. And that is just one example that I wanted to give you to show you how you could do that. You know, you, you talk about financial independence and that retiring early, the typical retirement age. Everybody don't want to work till 65. So it's real interesting that when you talk about saving more, eliminating debt, avoiding lifestyle creep, those are the things that you have to consider if you want to retire at 50 or 45 or even 35. Especially if you are trying to save 20 to 30% of your income in order mm -hmm. to reach financial independence. There's some things that are going to have to change <laughs> and you're going to have to align your life in order to support that goal. And that's where that contentment comes in. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to be content with the financial decisions that you make in order to reach that retirement goal. No matter whatever you set it to be, you're gonna have to be content and diligently work at it. And of course, all of that means you have behavior change. Contentment will definitely help you keep your momentum. <laughs> it sure will. Now, there's a, another point that I wanted to bring out today. I have to have a daily focus. I have to have a strategy for me to maintain that focus. I am a natural born multitasker. I feel like I can do a thousand things all at one time. But what I've learned is I can get them done. But when I do, then it takes me longer to get them all done and get them done well than it would have taken 
if I had did them one at a time. It takes much more time. If I had just taken one and did it, move forward. Now I've learned to make sure that I schedule enough time in my day for my priorities. I put easier things first so I can finish them and then cross them off my list. This helps me to build momentum and keeps me going. It's easier to get started on my work because I know that I'm moving from one task to another and I'm doing it, doing them completely, doing them well. This momentum carries me through the harder, more challenging tasks because I'm looking at successes that I'm coming from. The strategy of creating momentum has helped me reach not only my work goals, but also my financial goals. Creating a budget of the things I value and consistently working through them on a monthly basis really has allowed me to reach the financial goals I desire. There are times when I felt like I was missing up, missing out, but I remind myself of the abundance God promised me and that he would supply the resources I needed to live by, live with, live on within that abundance. And he has never, never caused an opportunity for me to suffer lack. I've never suffered lack and I have gone completely forward. So one of the things that I would ask you, are, are you trying to achieve too much all at once financially? That's what I've done, multitasking. Oftentimes we lose momentum reaching our financial goals is because we are, we are trying to achieve too much financially all at once. Yeah. And so we're trying to get the rhythm of, of our budget. We're trying to save more, pay off debt, do the investments. I want rental property. I want to increase my investments. I want crypto. We hear all the things are, that are necessary in order to reach financial independence. Then we keep hearing all these stories about you got to have seven streams of income to reach financial independence. And so we hear all the things and then we try to implement all the things. And now we're sitting in a position where we don't know whether we're coming or going financially. Mm -hmm. We just have too much to do. And so foundationally, if you can't be mindful of where your money is going and basically that is maintaining a budget, then it's going to be hard for you to do the other things. So it's almost like do one thing at a time. I think you're going to get to them all, but you have to do one thing at a time and you need to do them strategically. Yeah. Can you pay off debt and save for the future? Yes, you can. Yes. But you have to have a strategy in which to do that. You also have to have some small wins or the small milestones. Well, I guess if it's a milestone, it's not small, but you have to celebrate the small things be. along the way. They also yeah. keep you encouraged to keep going. People ask, well, if you're eliminating debt, do you do highest interest first or do you do smallest balance? Well, hey, do the smallest balance. Yep. So that you can get something accomplished. That's if you're a multitasker, what you want to do is you want to check stuff off the list. So if checking off a debt is, is what you need to keep the momentum to keep going, then smallest balance first, check that off, take what you was put playing on that bill, on that credit card or that debt and apply it to the next debt. Strategy that works. It's a it strategy works that time. works. Mm -hmm. And so you're checking things off, but you're also, I don't want to say singular focus, streamlined focus. You have to streamline your focus to reach your financial goals. 
you eventually get to all the things. And you'll notice that even as you're getting your finances in alignment with your values and you have gotten your life in alignment to support your financial goals, that all of those other things are going to come into place. Hmm. All those other things are going to come into place. And that's gaining momentum that we're talking about where yes. it's, it's hard to stop. It's hard to start. That's where inertia comes in. Sometimes we need something to get us going to get us to push us to get going. But once you get going and you streamline your focus, that momentum is going to build up and then it's going to be hard to stop you. And the next thing you know, you'll look up and you'll be at the point of financial independence and you'll say, I got here way sooner than I <laughs> than imagined. <laughs> but once you build up that momentum and you reach that point, it becomes a part of who you are. It becomes a part of what you do. It's not something extra. Oh, I got to do. No, it becomes habitual. Yes. It is how you do those things. It is the strategy that you design for yourself to move you forward towards your goal. And you're right. Once you're moving and your momentum is high, it's hard to stop you. Mm -hmm. It's hard for you to stop your own self because that is what you do. That is who you are. So I, I think getting that momentum and moving forward in it is absolutely crucial. Consistency and focus are key to reaching your goals. So no matter what you call or how you define momentum, just make sure that once you achieve a progressive level of motion, you keep it up. So be prayerful and consistent and stay focused. Remind yourself that you're doing the work that the Lord has called you to do and that he provides the resources, your ability and protection for you to complete the task to reach your goal. Remember, we are your financial auntie and big sister, your wealth partners. And our end goal for you is always financial transformation and financial success with fulfillment and wealth on your terms. We hope you enjoyed this episode and pray that what was shared continues to help you as you manage your money confidently. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyTFCoach. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly under the double protection of wealth and wisdom, putting God first as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.